Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. It's an important story. It's been controversial. Um, we're talking about the Major League Baseball Stadium. We just felt um, KSL News Radio felt this is such an important story for so many in the community. Whether you're a taxpayer, you live in the area. Dave and I took the show on the road. We didn't go far, just down on North Temple. Um, and right at the, the Fair Park there, the Ninth West-ish between Ninth uh, West and Redwood Road, because that's where the MLB stadium would be. We were there for three hours on Tuesday, and uh, so many angles. The one angle we weren't able to get to is the idea of tracks expansion or, or front-runner expansion to that area. Because we're not just talking about a billion-dollar stadium. We're talking about a $3.5 billion investment in the West Side. So there are huge changes coming, and public transit will be absolutely essential because this is not an area in baseball stadiums, busy areas like this in general. It's going to be a parking nightmare, and public transit will play a critical role in getting people there. And parking nightmares spill into neighborhoods. Yes. Uh, and cars end up being parked illegally in front of people's driveways. And towed and booted and everyone's miserable, ruining the very great experience that they're <laughs> pushing for. And now we know this week that lawmakers are scrambling to get the funding mechanism in place. And they did. They gutted the legislation that they had originally proposed uh, that would be this MLB stadium on the taxpayer side would be funded to the tune of a billion dollars largely through an added transient room tax or hotel room tax that would be tacked on about a buck fifty for every hundred dollars you drop on a night's hotel stay you know at a hotel anywhere in the state well there was some pushback from the rural communities for a lot of different reasons but eventually what ended up happening with this is they pulled that portion out of the legislation and instead said okay we will use Car rental um, tax increase on car rentals. Uh, you know, of course, mainly that'll probably happen at the Salt Lake International Airport. Um, and, but also the sales tax that's generated from the new retail and the restaurants and the ballpark and merchandise will then go to this fund to help fund the, the baseball stadium. But what we really haven't talked about yet is what if we have to expand tracks lines? What if we need more bus routes to the area? What where does front runner stop, Dave? Do you you ride it from time to time? Right on North Temple. It is super easy. It's walking distance quite honestly from the ballpark, but again, you have a, a light rail connection right there at North Temple. So Carlton Christensen joins us right now, the chairman of the UTA Board of Trustees. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I would guess your mind's kind of racing right now with this possibility. Uh, I'm excited for lots of reasons. Uh, you know, I live in the area, actually, uh, as a resident and uh, and served and represented it for 16 years on the city council. But I'm really excited about the uh, transportation opportunities and certainly the work we've already prepared, uh, not only for this 
opportunity, but uh, transit in general that will serve that area. What's the vision? Uh, will you need more tracks, trains? Will you need more lines in that area? Do you know yet? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're currently doing a study that will uh, help us, uh, uh, and we've done a recent study about the future of light rail. Uh, the one great advantage we have to this site is that we already have rail in place, and so we can run additional uh, car uh, sets on the same rail, uh, so we don't have to pay for new infrastructure. Uh, we're exploring right now a, a potential second line to the airport, probably coming out of the University of Utah, and both of those will pass uh, Dave's station there at, at North Temple and be able to connect people. And the work we're doing uh, in conjunction with UDOT will get frontrunner service down to 15-minute segments and uh, or 30 off-peak. And, and it has the ability to bring a lot of people in, transfer to the light rail. And, uh, and there's two stops uh, that would be on both ends of the stadium. So I, I'm very optimistic. Uh, but we're going to do a transportation study in the next few years uh, in conjunction with our partners. And we should have a better idea what the needs uh, truly will be. Maybe this is applicable, this question is, because we have the Jazz. But have you noticed when there's a big Jazz game uh, or a game at the University of Utah where light rail is being used and it really is a people are packed, do you create like a surge or do you throw in extra routes during that time? And would you probably have to do something similar to a baseball stadium? Uh, we absolutely do. We we always plan for additional surge service. Uh, we run. Uh, we have the fortune because of our large blocks to have four sets of cars on one particular track line. A uh, track line uh, with the University of Utah in particular, we do a, a a program with them where they help supplement the cost, and we do a ticket as fare and. Uh, and then, and that allows us to also run some additional express buses to get people to stations and those kinds of things. And you know, just a few years ago, we did back-to-back -back concerts for um, Garth Brooks, which was probably the largest kind of gathering you'd get in that scenario. And we moved a little over sixty thousand people in two nights. And so, uh, it takes a lot out of us, um, but we we know how to do it, and uh, I, I'm confident we'd be able to work with. Uh, MLB owners and, and the surrounding area. Carlton Christian is the chair of the UTA Board of Trustees. Uh, he also lives in the area where this ballpark will eventually be built. Um, if we can get a ball team. <laughs> um, I have a pitch. Uh, what do you think of this, Carlton? Uh, if you ride light rail, you ride a bus, or you take front runner to get to the ball game, um, you get a free ride uh, with your MLB ticket. Well, I, I'm all for it. Uh, I'm not sure the owner, new owners would be uh, quite <laughs> in sync with us, but uh, we we will work out something that's advantageous to those that take the system, and, uh, and we want to serve the community for sure. Well, we appreciate you joining us, Carlton Christensen, the chairman of the UTA Board of Trustees. And, Debbie, part of what intrigues me so much about the location of this Major League Baseball stadium is because it – they couldn't have picked a better place for public transit. Again, it's one thing to have a light rail running right past it, and, and Carlton said there would be one on each side uh, of the stadium. That's great. The fact that you have a drop-off from Front Runner, the train that stretches from Ogden down to Provo, and it basically drops you off 
right next to the stadium. That is a game changer. That opens up doors to Utah County jumping on a train, coming to a Major League Baseball game without having to fight traffic in rush hour. Yeah, but let me. I've got you a, have yeah, a yeah, but I've got a yeah, but. Well, first of all, um, the, you know, we just talked a couple of weeks ago to UTA about all of the delays they've been sustaining. So hopefully they've they can work those bugs out between now and then. Because if you're you know thirty or forty minutes late to a ball game, even longer, oh, that's a bummer. But yeah, you might right be the out, bottom of the first. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Baseball's so slow. <laughs> it is so slow. I love it. Um, yeah, but I eighty right there. Pouring onto um, Redwood Road, Redwood, or where yeah. you get off that area, yeah, it starts backing up real fast. Yeah. Where that doesn't have a whole lot of problems right now, you, I can I can take that out toward my house and like cut over to two fifteen, and it is just smooth sailing. Not on game day, ninety nine point nine percent of the time. That definitely, yeah, it'll be it'll be an issue, uh, but. Who knows? We've got we've got a lot of ways to go. We've got the funding mechanism in place. We don't even have the funding collected yet, and we still need a major league ball team. So lots more to talk about with this. Uh, straight ahead, oh, happy birthday to all the leapers! You're the literally the founder. Do you know of you. anyone born on leap day? I don't, but people. I posted happy birthday to all the leapers on my Facebook page because I was reminded when I listened to Tim and Amanda this morning that it was leap year. So I posted. Some people chimed in and said, "Oh, it's my dad's birthday!" So happy birthday to all the leapers. You Um, only celebrate your birthday once every four years. Like it's cheating any other way. I wonder how that works. You Uh, have to skip it. When you're a child, though, you're only celebrating once every four years or crying. When you're an adult, you're like, woohoo! <laughs> so we're going to talk about why we need leap years in the first place. And also, KSL meteorologist Kevin Eubank checking in. We're going to, you said, Dave, you're looking at the forecast for the weekend? Windy. Way windy. Next.